Black Team Podcast. I am here with your podcast members. Nelson, Dylan, Gloria, Ashley, and Wyatt. And I am Miss Kimson, and we're here to talk to you today about topics that are important to the students here at Luella Middle School. All right, you guys, welcome back to an episode of the SWAT Team Podcast. We're going to talk today about test-taking strategies. With testing coming up every year around this time, kids, teachers, everyone gets a little anxious because they are getting ready to take the test that actually determines what uh, their placement may be, uh, whether they go to another grade or not. So we're going to talk to you guys about some things that you can do. So can you guys tell me, what do you think you need from your teachers in order to be successful? A study guide. Um, <laughs> to add on that thing that we need uh, an already completed study guide so that we know or the right answers. reviewing the answers before the test so that if you have the wrong answers, so, we know. So basically, you're just saying the information. The information. Yeah, like reliable information that you know it's going to help you. Um, yeah, I don't like um, the idea of giving a pre-made uh, study guide. I like the idea of you guys actually looking up the information and then maybe based on how many uh, correct answers you have, maybe you can get, you know, bonus points for that or it can count, you know, as a, you know, toward a test that maybe you failed or something. Exactly. Right. Well, it's kind of important that you do get the right answers. I mean, it's a study guide for a reason and you're right. You don't want to study the wrong information. So, you know, as educators, we need to make sure that if we're giving you a study guide, we need to go over the answers to make sure you have the right answers and, and at least be able to understand it. And even if we don't give you the answers, maybe you guys can get in groups and talk about it and figure it out. And then the teacher can review it in the end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I, like I, my past experiences, my teacher last year, he um, he gave us like the actual answers to the test. And if you just study your notes, you'll get a, the correct answer. I think because this year it has changed because they don't want like they give us. They give us a study guide, but it's not complete, and then they expect us to know the answers, but we haven't really went over it yet. We really have a certain amount of time to study it. I think sometimes you may cover stuff and then forget just you know, that's just what happens, you know, especially if you learn something in the very beginning of the year in August, you're not necessarily going to remember, uh, you know, certain things unless you have keywords and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think teachers giving you guys study guides and then reviewing the answers. So you guys tell me, what do you think a successful class looks like where everyone is thriving, everyone is learning and, you know, everything is, is moving the way it should? I think a successful classroom is like when the teacher, whether it be he or she, is in control in power in the class. And I think uh, also this is that the students are not running crazy. Right. I think around. when uh, both parties are respectful towards each other, like sometimes even if a student is respectful towards the teacher, the teacher will hold a grudge based off of a previous sibling that they taught or some other occurrence. Right. So I like the idea of the mutual respect and, um, what do you guys like? How do you feel about when a teacher like has to call an administrator? Do you think that they lose the respect of the students? Like 
they can't handle the class or I feel like um, when a teacher calls an administrator, depending on the situation, like if there's a fight, that's understandable. But if a kid won't sit in a certain seat that you want them, that's a little overreacting because there's a certain teacher that we have that calls an administrator at least twice a week. And it's always <laughs> and it's always over the smallest stuff. A kid won't give back a pencil or someone's, someone's sitting on the other side of his chair. So, yeah, essentially they're, like, losing control of the classroom is what you're saying. Almost. But it's, like, so, I feel like it's it's not really – it's not that they lose respect as mm-hmm. it is just, like, it's just kind of, like – I don't know. It's kind of hard My to put it. never really respected them at all. Um, I disagree. I, I disagree. I, I respect most of my teachers unless they do something that's out of line. Because, like, one certain teacher like, – I feel like they have grudges against like, I think – if you make a bad first impression on certain teachers, they'll think of that the whole way. They'll make excuses for you have to do things from like they'll, they'll make excuses you have to do things that the other like all the other classes have to do. Like if a student talks one time at the whole group, I think like the teacher they have a girl that you they'll most likely move you or you sound like to everybody. And then to the student they say what well, everybody else is talking. But she says she only catches them when she's looking at the whole crowd. So can the can that relationship be redeemed? Like can you ever go back and make that relationship not right? Because my case is serious. It's like, you try, you try to make it better, but then the teachers don't want to listen. And then you got to be fake to them. You have to make sure you got to get on their good side just for temporarily time. It's like, they're going to call your parents. You got to make sure you're on their good side so they won't try well, to call Well, them. see, here's the thing with teachers, though. They're teaching a class. Right. They don't have time to put up with you. So I think calling an administrator is just a smarter way to go because rather than sitting here and having to deal with this person, mm-hmm. They can call the administrator, get handled, and go on teachers. Some teachers teachers skip down to other students' levels. Right. Like, they'll start using the same language. Like, they no longer are dignified. Right. And And some some teachers do use that that too much. That causes other students to lose respect for them. Because if you're over here yelling at a kid Mm -hmm. because he's being a kid. Right. And you don't know how to, like handle a kid. I'll say this. I feel like sometimes, you know, first of all, you have to remember your teachers are humans. They're people. So their feelings can get hurt. They can be stressed. I don't think that it should be taken out on you guys, but unfortunately, sometimes we as adults, we forget. And that's part of the reason why we have that podcast. This podcast is because of you guys having a voice, you know, I want you guys to have a voice and and be heard um, and make sure that you're able to express what you feel while still being respectful. So for me, I am the teacher who I would rarely call an administrator. I would try to handle it myself. But I think that we shouldn't always single someone out in the middle of the classroom because that may cause the student to react more. Whereas if you pull them to the side and have a conversation with them, they're less likely to uh, burst out and and just kind of like be out of control. You know what I'm saying? So I think you just have to know your students. That's the biggest thing. If you know your students, then you know what made them possibly cause the the outburst or how to handle it when they get to that point, you know? Some teachers, like, there are some teachers who will take the time to get to know their students Mm -hmm. to, like, understand what they may be going through, what may be causing their temper problems or something like that. But these teachers won't take the time to understand. So they just 
One thing I don't like when going back when you said um, the teacher, they the teacher class, they can't throw you. Um, I think that's the smartest thing because the, the teacher's job is to want to teach every student. So I think that the teacher should want to help the student keep them in the keep her, her and him in the class with the teacher. I don't think they should just send them out because because then they want how the students be learning. They'll be writing out stuff out the book. So then they should always teach them not try to pick them up. Gotcha. Okay. So then let's go back to testing. How can you guys use technology to help you with testing? Um, you can look up all the like if the teachers don't give you the proper information or the, all the information, but not enough information for you to pass the test. I think you can go online just try to research it yourself because we have a lot of sources at the school and they have we have a launch pad that you can um, log into. You can look up sources on there, and so that's a no really excuse for not to fail a test. Okay, I like that. So here's my other question. How do you know what is, uh, you know, valuable information versus something that somebody may work, like fact versus opinion? Which one is, you know, has concrete evidence that this is true instead of, well, that does have an effect. Good. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because it will tell you like when it was written so you can see whether or not the information is relevant right or it'll tell you who wrote it so you can see whether or not they're actually a professional no. source or just someone so like what about wikipedia so you have some teachers that say you can some teachers that say you can't and that information is gathered from a little bit of everywhere yeah, so if, well, I some... to use, if i were to use wikipedia mm -hmm. i would also check with other sources to see if the information is accurate. You kind of have to take, you kind of have to take all of your information and kind of interpret it and right. see what the best information you would but I possibly think some want. Teachers, they like they um. I think it's like what's a what's a bad thing. I think the teachers they'll let you um they will let you like look it up on Wikipedia, let you copy and paste it, and use it as answers. That's in one of my classes. That's what my teacher does. She let you copy and paste the answer, but you might really not be learning nothing. Right. Well, yeah, you definitely don't want to copy and paste it because if you're doing that, you're not going to get it. See, for me, I'm kind of uh, old school where I still prefer to like write it out like more than once. And the only reason why is because if I write it or type it out, it gets in my memory more than it would if I just, like you said, copy and paste it. So at least let me type it out. Let me go back and read it, you know, more than once. So that way I know what I'm doing. If you have kind of like hands-on activities like oh god yeah like, because i'm a different learner than some other people so some right. other people may learn best by the teacher reading out the information or like looking at a powerpoint or something but if you were to do like an activity well that you know that those are the kind of ways to help me study for a test you know like mm -hmm. when i study for a test i like to look over all my information and just continue to look over it right. until i kind of have it cemented in my mind so why do y'all think you need to study? I think, oh yeah, you need to study because it's like an essential part of passing a test because you don't study, you don't really know any any, any other information. And that's it. Okay, so do y'all know where you can find resources to help you with testing? No. Sometimes, Sometimes teachers... teachers will provide them. Okay. On their Google Classroom, mm -hmm. there may be links, hyperlinks you can click or on the learning contract. Can you believe that sometimes you can use social media to find out information as well? Yeah. No, no. Well, yes. that's that's what current day events. So yeah, Twitter yeah. is a great place to find information as about current events, and a lot of times you find it using hashtags and and, and just keywords and things like that. Um, but yeah, definitely your teachers, uh, the schools, the media center, all of that. Uh, all these places have valuable information where you can find it. Um, and I'm not sure if books give you that much information on stuff in your test. 
because um, I think like now we don't read a lot of books anymore. But what my one of my teachers is pushing us. They make us read a book 15, 15 minutes before, um, like in book at the start of class. So we can help for the mouth. Well, that kind of helps you with fluency and comprehension, just the reading. It improves your vocabulary. So that's why you they, they tell you to read. That that helps you overall. But how do you guys prepare for a test on the like the day before or on the day of the test? Like how do you guys prepare? I usually study the night before mm-hmm. for like an hour or two. Mm-hmm. And about an hour before the test, mm-hmm. if I have the time, I'll look over my information again. One of my teachers, they're very useful. They let you study before the test. Mm-hmm. And if I don't like, if I don't study, like if or one thing when I'm studying, I'll like remember key components. Like I'll make a, one, like one thing for the um, the simple machines, we made like a word called like list, but then you have two Y's at the top for the, all the components. And so you can remember like strategies and keywords and stuff to remember tests. It works best for me if I study like 10 minutes Mm -hmm. before the test, Mm -hmm. but I look over my Gotcha. Okay. I kind of work better with studying if I'm doing activities like uh, Quizlet and stuff like that where you have the uh, little asteroids and stuff. Mm -hmm. Games like that help better. I don't think that helps my, like like people in my class, that doesn't help really because people, they'll just cheat on the test on the quizzes. Gotcha. So, what strategies can you use during testing? Uh, you can count. I mean, like if you're like you're if you're stressing, mm-hmm. I guess you can like breathe it out or Okay, it. breathing helps. Yep. Strategy I use oh. during. I mean, twiddle you your thumbs. Chewing gum. Oh, chewing gum. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> chewing gum. I'm like. You can, um, you can, um, Oh, yeah, you can, like, tap your pencil, but not too often. Disturb. A real, but, see, that might disturb other see, people. See, but, like, a real strategy, like, I use is called process of elimination. Mm-hmm. It's where I look at my answers and, using common sense, kind of eliminate answers that I believe wouldn't exactly be the right one until I narrow it down. And to for the most part, there's always, like, two answers that could be. That's and true, and you have to kind of back and forth. Right. You kind of have to back and forth, and you have guess. to kind of common. You don't guess as you take a... <laughs> Hypo, you no, know, you, you an take educated, an educated, educated guess. Educated guess, okay. So, guess. Um, I think, uh, not, no, not more of a, a leap, a leap of faith. <laughs> so, I think you should take the test. I, don't, I think you should not take the test that serious. I think you should take the test. I think, but you should not take the test that serious, but like take it seriously, like, so you won't be like, because some people get, get super nervous when the test is like, like 75% of your grade. Right. You're taking a summary, so people get start getting nervous, and then they don't think straight. So I'm going to give you guys some suggestions that you can do because I know milestones is coming up. So do your best. Make sure you get plenty of rest the night before. Avoid the morning rush. Eat a good nutritious meal. Make sure that you follow the directions that the teacher gives you. Always listen to the directions, read the directions, and then read and answer all choices before marking anything else. Don't spend too much time on one question. It's important to answer every question. Use all of your time. Save time at the end to review your test if you have time left. Answer the easiest questions first. Okay? You want to eliminate obviously wrong answer choices. You want to eliminate those that might be partly correct and also eliminate items that are correct, but don't actually answer the question. Okay. Um, make sure you understand that, um, that all the answers, <laughs> um, are not entirely correct. You know, you want to choose the one that is best for 
that uh, question. Look for clue words in a test and that will help you. Also, um, make sure if you have questions that you ask questions before the test instead of waiting until afterwards. All right, I have a question. Can you read the question first? Um, why, okay, why do people say eat a nutritious breakfast? What is that going to do? Help your mind think clearly. I don't need breakfast. Well, I'm sorry that you feel that way, um, but actually eating breakfast does help you because that's one thing you don't have to worry about. You're not worried about being hungry. You're not worried about your stomach growling, and it takes your mind and it helps you to focus on what is coming. So... Great episode, you guys. Uh, we are out. See you next month.